Hello friends, welcome to the Online Pastor Podcast, a place for you to discover faith and explore what it means to follow Jesus, experience God, and navigate life as a person of faith. My name is Amanda, and I am your host and Bible mentor, and I am excited to be on this journey with you. So last week, I talked about confession and sin, and it may not be the sexiest of topics, but I actually want to go a bit deeper on this because I just have a lot to say that some of it might be repeating last week. Others, I'm hoping it's going to help you to go a bit deeper on this. And so I would say last week's part one, and if you didn't listen to part one, and you're listening to part two, I'd encourage you to go back because we are going to build a little bit on some of the assumptions. But just a refresh is like understanding that sin really is about missing the mark of who God intends us to be. It is falling short of the glory in which we are to manifest God's presence in our lives, in how we treat each other, his presence in us. And as I explained last week, it's not simply about not doing bad things because I think that's oftentimes an overly simplistic understanding of sin and a deeper understanding also includes that we now have capacity to do things because the spirit lives in us and sometimes our inability to do them or lack of desire to do them would also classify as sin. In theological terms, this is called the sin of omission. And I want to give you some specific examples, lest anyone who is new to faith think, oh my goodness, there's things that I shouldn't do, but now I'm discovering there are things that I should do as well. So I want to just frame that for you. You all have probably heard of the Ten Commandments, not probably always the most positively. And I actually think considering how popular or how closely tied the Ten Commandments are with the Christian uh, experience, or I would say the Christian faith, I'm actually sad at how little they are read out in community, talked about, preached on, I would even say used as a measure for spiritual growth. And I'll tell you why. So in the Old Testament, and I'm going to just like say that I got some of this knowledge from Charles Price. So I want to just honor that. And these are my takeaways from a sermon from his years ago. So I am, that's why I'm saying I'm not quoting him because maybe he preached it and that was not his intention, but this was what I heard. I remember he was saying, you know, in the Old Testament, the commandments, when you read them as, you know, thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. It was a lot of rules. And I think the rules were about limiting factors. Thou shalt not steal, not commit adultery, commit adultery, not bear false witness or lie, not take the name of the Lord, our God in vain. And that's true. Those are all the things you should not do, right? And that's what I think people, uh, when I talk with them about seeing their need for Christ, oftentimes they will say, I think that's one of the biggest obstacles is to say, well, I haven't killed anyone. 
you know, like I'm a truthful person. I'm a person of integrity. And I think even sometimes I find when I say like, yeah, but I still need Jesus. I can sense confusion there because they're like, I know your life and you don't strike me as a liar or like you are a good person and you still talk about Jesus like you need him. And I think that the shift that happens when you step into faith in your journey is that you you recognize you need saving from missing the mark. But the saving for some people's testimony is going to be, yeah, I was a liar or yeah, I did commit murder or um, yeah, I had multiple affairs or whatever that thing is. And I need saving from that or I need Jesus to step in that gap because I haven't lived as God intended me to live. The difference in the New Testament, when you read the commands in the light of the full gospel, so if you did not listen to that talk, why I did it earlier, I'd encourage you to do that, is that eternal life or life in the spirit or bringing the kingdom actually starts now. And so with that, there is an expectation shift for our life, desire, and behavior from now on. And so as Charles, what I took away from the sermon was he said that in the New Testament with the promise of the Spirit and life in the Spirit, those commandments now become promises. And and instead of thou shalt not steal, it's thou shall not steal. Thou shall not commit adultery. Do you notice the difference there? So I'll just like try it again. Thou shall not, Old Testament, steal. Thou shall not steal. So it comes, it's commands, right? In the Old Testament, a lot of things that you don't do become promises in the New Testament. When you're living in the spirit, you actually are empowered to not steal. And sure, the, the spirit, like in the Old Testament, that was also happening. But here is the added thing. You move from a stealer into a giver. You move from, you know, being a murderer, if, if I can use that term, even though people might be like, I didn't murder someone. But you move from a person who may bring death, okay, to bringing life. You move from someone who... Uh, yeah, doesn't just bear false witness of lying, but who becomes a symbol of truth and speaks truth. And that to me, like to think about the commandments, which I think have so defined Christianity as sort of this rules, not, not, not based business into promises of life in the spirit was just transformative and in understanding myself and my own expectations and that I live with promises and not rules. So I'm just going to say, this is why I wanted to talk about this more about sin um, and confession is that when you walk closer to Christ and you want to measure your spiritual growth, the questions become wasn't, did I not steal, but how generous am I in my giving? And I would say, you know, if you have to rethink it, maybe the first question would be, 
how have you understood the Ten Commandments as they have been associated with Christianity? And then the second thing is, what shift happens in you when you think that these are promises now? If you think that they're promises that you won't do these things, then you become surprised, if I can say that, when these things happen. And it's not to be naive to your human nature, because I think we are also can be in danger of that. I think we have to own the fact that we may have weaknesses and things like that. But I think it is really, for me, it was just a huge mental shift to understand that when I am living in the spirit, when the spirit is living in me, suddenly it's not about what I can't do, but it's about what I can do. And so I cannot steal But in fact, and this is where what I love, and this is the added thing I would say is the second kind of pondering is if you want to look at those as a standard of growth is to ask yourself like, yeah, sure, I didn't steal, but am I generous in the way that God is generous? Yeah, sure, I didn't lie, but did I tell the truth? And do I represent the truth in a way that the truth is Jesus? These things are critical, I believe, shifts for, and I'm going to say it, if you are new to faith, maybe that's not a critical shift for you. But I would say if you are a Christian and have not heard that of like, it's not commandments, it's promises, and my life in the spirit actually empowers me to live as though this were true. And also I have more to bring through eternal life now, through the spirit now, I can become a generous giver. I can become a truth teller. I, will, I won't actually worship anything but God alone. And I actually will only give him honor alone. I just think that is so empowering, but so upside down. So that was really all I wanted to follow up on. It's not long, but I think that truth is powerful and is worth sitting on. Both as, you know, a reflection point of like, okay, like when we think about sin and we miss the mark, okay, and maybe we have passed and we've lied, we need Christ saving, sure. Yes, for certain. But when we talk about the sins of omission and we see that those commandments become promises and some of the sins where we fall short then become, oh, When I had the opportunity to be generous like God, was I generous? That is where we as Christ followers find ourselves in a deficit and we miss the mark. Because I am not always, I think, generous. I struggle to trust God. He will continue to provide. And so I may be inclined to be uh, selfish or, or not sharing I think they, there are things there that when you think about sin and confession, that you have to be honest that if these commands are promises, and if we're invited actually to bring out the opposite of those things, generosity, truth, like uh, complete clarity about the God that we worship, I think there's a whole other standard of Um, and desire for a behavior change that says, you know what? God isn't the type of God who just didn't lie. He is the type of God who brought truth and he brought life. Um, And he brought generosity by 
you know, healing, but also offering himself. So I'd encourage you as you leave or turn off this podcast to ask and reflect on how have you understood the commandments and does that shift from commandments to promises do anything in you and your expectation of the life that you're invited to live and of your need for God in that process. Thank you so much for joining me today on the online pastor podcast. Please take something away and talk to God about it. But also don't take my word for it. Grab your Bibles and spend some time with Jesus. Stay current on the next episode by hitting subscribe and also stay connected by finding us under the handle, the online pastor. I look forward to being with you again.